Yeah, this is right. Ready? Okay, you ready to come back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> circle to that that's incredible welcome back everyone to my podcast (laughs) to my podcast just kidding i haven't thought about that commercial in so long (laughs) dang that's everything Welcome back to the Pyramid, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. My name is Amanda. I'm your host every single freaking week. This is your weekly disclaimer that if you can hear my cat in the background, it's because she has a bell on her collar and she's too cute for me to take it off. Also, if you can hear the dehumidifier in my apartment, I'm sorry, but if I don't turn it, if I don't leave it on, it's going to get really humid in my apartment and I'm going to be sneezing and that is going to be awful. And you're going to get an episode like you did last week of me being snotty and gross. So I'm going to leave it on and kind of avoid that. I have with me the OG, the one and only blueprint guest of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Audrey. Wait, I got you. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Thank you. So So happy you're back. OMG. I'm really excited. This is just a fun, fun thing that I'm a glad, or I'm I'm a glad. I'm a glad. I feel really confident. All right, I feel it was really, really nice being here. Uh, thank <laughs> Out you. Out the same way I came in. Great, thanks. <laughs> no, Good night, <I'm>, everyone. <laughs> I'm glad you're back. You're, what, our first episode is the most listened to episode, right? Because people start at the beginning. And it like, then it, it kind of like sporadically jumps around. But I'm glad that you're back because when I first started this, I had literally no idea what I was doing. And so it's nice to have you back in a place where I feel like, like this, uh, like I'm just drinking to my computer and my cords and stuff. Like all of this now is like a very easy thing, setting mm-hmm. up, recording, editing, all that stuff. So I'm glad now that you are not relegated to the episodes that are bad. <laughs> You're at the episodes <laughs> where I have it a little more together than I did when I started this. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you're back, girl. Hey, thanks for inviting me. Um, okay, speaking of me not knowing what I'm doing, this is a great segue. Um, I talk about every single week. I talk about send me an email, send me, leave me a review. That's in the bumper every single week is leave me a review. Um, send me a voicemail, all that good stuff. And I am not under any assumption that all of my reviews will be positive. I, Lord knows I have really strong negative opinions about people who put things out on the internet too. Um, but I did want to kind of talk about a review that I got because it has two main criticisms uh, that I just kind of want to, I don't know, I just kind of want to talk about a little bit. And I only, I don't want to only talk about the good ones, right? Like the the ones that can provide a space of improvement also deserve discussion too. Not just hyping myself up constantly being like, I'm the best. Um, so this criticism that I got, this like kind of like scathing review I got um, has two parts. Um, the first is that the the person who left this review asserts that one of the better or like really the only good part about this show is my guests and it's not me, which honestly, I kind of agree. <laughs> like, 
listen, I love my guests and I love my friends and my family who have done this. So if you're listening to this and you've been on before, I love you. I love you. You know what I mean? I think, I mean, literally, genuinely, this show would not happen without guests. I wasn't going to do this by myself. When I first had this idea, it was never me by myself. It was always me with somebody. So if I didn't have kind of a, a roster of people that I could reach out to and say like, Hey, do you have some free time this week to record an episode? If I didn't, and like, no one's getting paid for this. No, like even me, the money I make off of this is, is truly nothing. Um, and so I'm not like paying anybody to come over, do this. Nobody's getting any internet clout. Like this is just my friends and a couple of my family members that just want to do this out of the goodness of their heart, which is great. And so like, honestly, I mean, true. You know what I mean? I love my guests. I think that my guests are an incredible part of my show. So I agree with that. Um, and then the other like section of this review was that I, um, that I make things up or that I haven't done any research on the show. Um, and I want to address this in kind of two parts. The first is that I hope it's that if I haven't said this before, I'll just say it now. Um, I am mainly reacting and recapping and responding and like commenting on what I see on the TV show. Um, sometimes if the world of reality TV gets too personal and people do too many deep dives into Reddit or too many, you know, fall down too many rabbit holes or whatever, it can be, you can, it can take away from the, from the show. And I'm not talking about these people as people necessarily, really. I've made comments in the past of like, oh, I, I read this online or this person is doing this now. But like, I'm really, and I don't think I have asserted at any point that I am doing research on the show. And if I have, that's not true. That is not what I'm trying to do at all. I'm just talking about a TV show that I watched a lot when I was a kid with my friends. Like, I do not want anyone to think that I am any sort of entertainment authority or TV person or whatever. I don't know anything like that. So that's not what this is. Um, And then the second, uh, you know, way to address this other half of the comment is that if I get something wrong, I would love for somebody to tell me. If anybody, um, you know, fact checks me about something or I make an uninformed opinion or if I say something ignorant, which is very possible, I would love for you to email me or send me a voicemail to let me know. And I don't mean send me an email, send me a voicemail to like hype up the engagement of my show. Who cares? I want, I don't want to say dumb things and then post it on the internet. Mm -hmm. So if I'm saying something dumb or if I got the research wrong or not the research, if I got some of the facts wrong, or if I got, I don't know if I make a claim or an assumption about something and that is not true or not helpful or whatever, please reach out to me and let me know so I can stop saying dumb shit on the internet. Do you know what I mean? I'm looking at you like I'm talking to you. I'm really talking to the listener. <laughs> I'm really talking to you. Um, so yeah, uh, I people are very, very, very welcome to have negative opinions about me. I am not saying that you should only leave me a review if you like the show. That I really don't want. I, I'm not like looking for like hate or anything, but but I mean I don't know. Like I appreciate this, and it's taking. Like, or it's allowing me to have a space of kind of clearing some things up. This is not a research-oriented program. Um, and if I say something stupid, please correct me so that I cannot say stupid things anymore. So, yeah, that's kind of all I wanted to say about it. Um, yeah, cool. Okay, are you ready to get into stuff that's not so intense? Because I am. I very I'm, much am. I'm ready. Um, okay, 
Audrey, what what do you have for the bottom of the pyramid of the world? The bottom of the pyramid today, Mm -hmm. a la Audrey, (laughs) (laughs) is the summer heat. Oh, yes. Too hot. You and I talked about it a ton today. It's too much where we live. And every summer, I obviously love love summer. Summer's so fun. Sure. You know, when you're a student, you're probably not in school during the summer, right. which is excellent. Uh-huh. But it's just so hot. Yeah. It's and it's insufferable. It to borrow a word from the review I got. It's almost <laughs> insufferable. <laughs> um but it, it, it's, it's the humidity. And people is. say that in the South all the time. And it's like mm-hmm. a cliche of like, right. oh, I, you know, it's the, it, but it really is. It's a mm-hmm. cliche thing that Southern people say that because it's true that it's just so, the air is so thick and outside. I hate it. I, it's like you're, I'm sweating and it's just, it's not evaporating off my body. Like, right. I don't know if scientifically yeah, it, that's true, but I I feel like, <laughs> like the sweat is the sticking sweat is to just you, stuck on my body because it can't evaporate because the, the air su- is already like right. The sweat's never dr- right. It's never drying. It's right. just staying in like a damp environment. Yeah. it's gross. I feel that for you. Um, my bottom of the pyramid is nosebleeds. I have gotten a couple nosebleeds related to my allergy things uh, in the last like week or two, and they are. First of all, so inconvenient because it's like, oh, whatever I'm doing, I have to stop. Like I got a nose, but I went to a soccer game, like a pro soccer game yesterday for my brother-in-law's birthday. And I got a nosebleed sitting at watching the game. So like I had to get up out of my stadium seat, shift across the aisle, go down all the stairs, go to the, like, you know, I have to give up whatever I'm doing and they're icky. The blood is so gross. And it's just like, and you can't, stop it and you know what i mean gravity like yeah exactly because, because you're falling standing, out of your nose like, yeah if you get a cut on your arm you just like hold, you can it. hold it right or, yeah. yeah but no with your and you're not so i learned this recently as an adult you're not always supposed to pinch your nose and tilt your head backwards because that could cause other problems of the blood just rushing back into your face so you're just supposed to stand there and pinch the bridge of your nose but just hold it like you normally would like like just mm-hmm. your face the way your face normally is i don't know um your face straight up and down i don't know how to describe right that just, you know right side up facial alignment yeah exactly exactly <laughs> and so it was just so gross and so inconvenient and i hate them so summer heat the thickness of the air yep. and blood coming out of your face bottom of the pyramid hot Amen. takes Amen. <laughs> Sorry, my cat looks like she's about to do something nefarious. Looks like she's about oh, to commit a crime. She just made eye contact with me. <laughs> she wants you to be her partner in crime. Someone send help. Isaac <laughs> is looking at me. And she's not She's not blinking either. If this is the last oh. moment I'm going to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> she's plotting for your downfall. She really is. <laughs> if this is the last thing I ever did, that's okay. <laughs> If, that's, that's fine if, like like this is a good note to end on uh, like, honestly supporting yeah. my friend amanda on her like comedy yeah. podcast me being funny and people Love. being forced to listen to me this incredible is, <laughs> um what's your middle of the pyramid girl my okay. gender neutral girl boss <laughs> i learned i have a one of my friends um who's non-binary informed me that the term girl boss is gender neutral 
So, so that they said that like one of the things that's harder to kick, you know, in that coming out experience mm-hmm. is those kind of gendered terms. But they said the gender that girl boss is gender neutral. So I'm gonna keep I, calling people I gender neutral them. girl boss. Yeah. And like if I know like a like a dude who's like embodying a girl boss attitude, I I want to call him a girl boss. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Anyway, what you got, girl boss? <laughs> I, okay, have you seen Bridgerton? No. Okay. I haven't. I probably should, since I'm, like, unemployed at the moment. I probably should, like, <laughs> fill my time with something like that. So, I started watching Bridgerton, because mm-hmm. summer, why not? And I'm, I'm only four episodes in. But the reason I'm putting this on the middle of the pyramid is because I started watching it with my mom. <gasps> no. And I did That's not kind of spicy. I did not know how spicy. Yeah. Like I There Vicky. Sorry to this mom. Like we're basically you basically are just watching people have sex for like like that's one oh, of the sex yeah. scenes and which is you're just watching TBH, it with your mom. like kind of uncomfortable enough if you're by yourself if you're not anticipating that being in the show yeah Um, and you're watching with your mom and i'm watching with my mom which has honestly been funny because we're both like oh my god Um, (laughs) yeah sure but um it that honestly has added to how (laughs) funny the viewing experience has been but um yeah there I'm I'm very interested in like what is allowed to be on television before it's yeah. like too too much. Before it's too much, right? I mean, it's on Netflix, so obviously there's no actual there's no like nudity law for th- or like oh I was gonna say like because cable laws are really strict, but if it's on Netflix and it's not on cable, like it's anybody's, you know what I mean? Like it could be whatever they yeah, want it to true. be. Yeah. 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 But you like the plot is what you're saying that like it's in the middle because it's like the plot is interesting when I keep watching it but yes, also I'm but- watching people have sex and my mom is <laughs> also in the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that and also yikes. adds to the viewing experience because it's funny sure. and like, yeah. Well at least you can laugh us. it off with your mom. If it were my mom I would turn it off probably. I don't think my mom and I could chuckle our way through it but I'm glad you think <laughs> you've got it on lock. <laughs> um, my middle of the pyramid is um, shopping with uh, or buying things from small businesses only because like I know like buying a handmade good from a person you're paying for time you're paying for skill right you're paying for material you're paying for the thing itself mm-hmm. so there's a lot that goes into the pricing of a small business and I totally a million percent understand that and like you should charge your value plus tax like I totally get that However, I, the consumer, love to shop small, but is very expensive. It's really expensive. I, um, longtime listeners of the podcast will know that I'm going to see Elton John. Nobody tell my dad, but I'm going to see Elton John with my dad. And he doesn't know for his birthday. And his birthday's this week. Hallelujah, because I'm ready to tell him. Um, but uh, I saw a company that's based in our area that makes like fringe and sequins like vests mm-hmm. that are so cool, but they're hand like hand fringed, hand sewn, yeah. all that stuff. They're like 150 bucks, mm. which I like. I said before, right. I understand all the reasons, but I'm like, dang, like I can't do a hundred and fifty dollar French vest. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know so, what you mean. I love to, to shop small, but my wallet aches. I, yeah, it does not. You know, yeah. 
I understand. <laughs> As someone who charges money for handmade things, you're like, uh, you should just pay it. You should just buy things from them. <laughs> what it is, I know this is totally not what you're saying, but that makes me think of. I've had people like at an art show or something come and look mm-hmm. at my stuff and be like, "Yeah, this is just a little too expensive." They like, like say like, that to you, like like people that I know, but Ooh. not like a best friend or even a close friend, just so, like someone oh. I know that came and they came to support me, yeah, which is so wonderful. But then they're like, "I'm really interested in this painting, but I I just think it's too expensive. That's kind of a lot to charge." Like I didn't ask I, you to buy it. Yeah, <laughs> that's so st- like you could have just kept that. What do you think? I'm going to lower my prices because you're right. poor? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. Like yeah. I'm not. Your feedback isn't going to change the pricing of things. I set the price. If you don't pay it, that's fine. Yeah. But it is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, what's your top of the pyramid, girl boss? My top of the pyramid this week is the new season of Stranger Things. Is it good? It's so good. I'm not a Stranger so Things good. girl like that, but I have heard it's really good. It's so good. Dang. I... Okay. When... <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I want to be with you. <laughs> I'm so low on... On energy. Energy. <laughs> and the... just, like, ability to speak. Audrey and I just spent, like... How long was that? It was from nine thirty to two thirty. <laughs> <laughs> we spent a lot of time with the with a squad of people we know, and it is a a um raucous squad. Yes, and they Audrey are. is a, a very much an introvert, <laughs> and so she's tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. So I'm. <laughs> You're doing great. I'm not an introvert, so I when we got here to record, I got tired because we weren't with people anymore. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yes, but like now yeah. that we started, I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm feeling it again, you know? Yep. So I don't understand that struggle, but I empathize yes, with it, I guess. Um, so when Stranger the first Things. season of Stranger Things mm-hmm. came out, um, the kids were my age. Oh, like yeah. the actors were, I guess I was 13, mm-hmm. playing 13 year olds. Right. So each season of the show has been like one year later. So now they're like 20 playing a 15 year old. Which, honestly, I think I'm just used to that because that's how it goes. That's just how it is. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But I really enjoy that show for lots of reasons. But one of them is because I'm the same age as the main actors. Not the characters uh, anymore. Right. But the, the actors. actors. So I feel like I've kind of yeah. grown up with them. Not at all, actually. But <laughs> You're like, we're best friends <laughs> right. now. Yeah. I watch their show yes. and we're best Millie friends. Bobby Brown. Tight. If you want to be best friends, slide in. <laughs> I know that you listen to this podcast. Friend of the podcast, Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> Do you, is the plot good or is it, it is, like a personal thing that it's like, I just like the actors? The, the plot is very good. I, yeah, I'm definitely a nerd in lots of mm-hmm. fun ways. Like I love to read. I love getting into TV shows and stuff. Um, so the plot is so interesting. It's also very well made and it's, the show is very conscious of the fact that the main characters are children and mm. now teenagers. Gotcha. So it's not like a Disney uh, Disney Channel show. A DCOM. Right. Or, yeah, like a show. Yeah. And on the flip side, it's not like 
the OC where it's like, we're going to act like we're 25, even though we're 16. That I've been hearing a lot of discourse about that issue with euphoria because mm-hmm. in the show, the kids are supposed to be under the age of 18, mm-hmm. but in real life, the actors aren't. And right. so like, there's that, what you were saying, like, that disconnect can kind of, you know, alter your view of whatever the show is. Right. So I feel like the writing is really in tune with, there it's obviously very serious it's like a story about an alternate dimension and like <laughs> trying Time to save the world and, yeah totally but um they're still really goofy and talk like teenagers mm-hmm. would and they don't take things too seriously the so. little kid who plays dustin yeah. is so sweet <laughs> yes. i yes. see things because he was a broadway kid yeah. and still is a yeah. broadway kid he's, he's about to be in he's about to be in dear evan hansen oh, which is my, wild okay my dad told me that but he was like you know you know that movie the play <laughs> and you were like be more specific <laughs> I, and buddy and then he was like it's the one it's the one where they think he's gay and i was like that again being more specific so still not not understanding at still all not helpful. He's, about. he's like i think that the actor's name is hansen <laughs> bless your dad so we finally got there goodness got there. you know that show's closing no it is it's closing at the end of september of this year because it like a lot of shows was not able to recover from the pandemic and so it's just time but my one of my favorite musicals that's on right now come from away Mm -hmm. is also closing but it's closing after Ah. which means that the show that i really like outlived dear evan hansen which is great because i cannot stand that show so i'm really excited i feel like we were talking about dear evan hansen last time i was on the podcast yes because we were we were talking about it because the movie was about to come out or just came out or something and it like wasn't good we were talking about it yeah Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm really excited to see Dear Evan Hansen eat the dust. I'm sorry, listeners, if you love that show, I love that journey for you. Me personally, not my thing. And I'm happy that Come From Away, which is like a 90-minute thing that is based on real events that is less flashy than Dear Evan Hansen mm-hmm. is, that it's outliving it. It so just makes me feel good. Let me get this straight. Dear Evan Hansen isn't based on real life <laughs> It's not based, it's not an autobiographical or a biographical musical about Ben Blatt. <laughs> You mean that's never happened that someone lies their oh way through so God. many lies? <laughs> you mean that the real life lesson of if you tell a good enough lie, who cares, isn't a good life lesson because it didn't actually work out for somebody? Dang, I can't stand that show. That's just my opinion. If you love that show, I love that for you, yep. but I don't. Um, my top, my top of the pyramid is getting job interviews. I have yes, very exciting. I've gotten a couple, or I have a couple like booked that they're gonna happen over the course of this week um so yeah i'm just excited i i'm excited about an interview because i part of like my whole personality is that i like to talk (laughs) what (laughs) you're listening to right now um and i also got one that is specific that matches up with like my personal beliefs and part of the reason i left teaching was because i felt like i couldn't be a full person Mm -hmm. and i couldn't have opinions and i couldn't you know be just be a real person um so i'm really excited to have an opportunity to interview with a place that will make me feel like a real person and already aligns with those beliefs that i already have you know yeah that's awesome so yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty freaking pumped about it to be honest and then there are a couple of other things like kind of in the works and honestly i have therapy tomorrow if my phone call with my therapist tomorrow 
And I'm really excited to tell her. <laughs> I love telling my therapist good things. And she's like, I'm so excited for you. I'm so proud. I'm, honestly, my therapist saying she's proud of me carries more weight than anybody else saying True. they're proud of me. No. Are you kidding? Yeah, like, I, I agree. It, I agree with that. It is really nice. Or, or when your therapist is like, you know, I think I think that you did the right thing in that situation. Oh, and I, yes. I really <laughs> admire that. It's like. Oh, so yeah. I got, so I get an A in therapy, right? right? Yeah. I don't have a transactional relationship with myself, but like <laughs> I, I got an A, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. I also want to double up on my top of the pyramid. It's okay. You can eat your gummies off mic. Swing I'm your mic towards me. Okay. So that people don't okay. pick it. Yeah, there you go. Just gonna... You're good. No, you're good. <laughs> Some gummy, a gummy eating ASMR. <laughs> um, I, I went to see Hairspray last weekend with jake um and the production we saw was great but the the like seeing it again reminded me how incredible the music of that show is mm -hmm. if you have not seen hairspray i very strongly as someone who really likes the stage version and the movie i strongly recommend that you go watch the movie the music in that show is incredible it is so 60s and it is so perfectly what it is that it is insane like it's just so good specifically thinking of the song the song without love are you familiar with this show I... <laughs> swing your mic back towards I you <laughs> scream really... across the apartment at the microphone I, i've now messed up the mics no it's Hold okay on. um i've seen the movie this okay oh that totally counts there's like one or two scenes that are slightly different but it's not anything yeah, so there's a song in the in the movie and the musical. They're basically play, taking place at the same time, but it's when Tracy's in jail and they're trying to break Tracy out. And um, Seaweed and Penny are also hooking up, and it's like a, the song that they sing about what life would be like without love. Oh yes, and they sing. It's a, the refrain is it's like this without this. So like Link Larkin sings, it's like getting my big break with laryngitis. And like at the end, they sing like a week. That's only Mondays, mm -hmm. only ice cream, never Sundays. Mm -hmm. And it, the music is so good. So if you haven't seen that movie and you are interested in the arts or even a little bit interested in theater in general, or just if you like The Greatest Showman, whatever that is, if you can consider that theater or film, who knows, you should go watch Hairspray. <laughs> it's, excuse me, it's got Zac Efron in it when he was like 17 or 18, maybe he's like, fresh off the heels of high school musical too. Yep. Nikki Blonsky plays Tracy Turnblad. She's incredible. Amanda Bynes is the main character's best oh, friend. Yeah. Right. I Isn't that crazy? That. Queen yes. Latifah is in that movie. Yep. John Travolta is in that movie. Yep. Doesn't, Christopher Walken is in that movie. John Travolta played the mom. Yes. Because right? okay. the role of Tracy's mom is traditionally a like dragged role, gotcha. right? Like a man playing a woman. Yeah. And so when Jake and I went to see it, the drag queen Nina West played oh, cool. Tracy's mom, which was played Edna, which was really cool. Um, Brittany Snow is in that movie. She plays the villain Amber Von Tussle and her mom is Michelle Pfeiffer. Like, it's crazy. Like, if you haven't seen that movie, the, the, it, the cast is star studded by itself. So you should just go see it to see all these people doing this thing. But that movie is so good. And I love the music. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's been stuck in my head for the last, like, week. It's incredible. This is now a hairspray podcast. This is a hair. This is a hairspray fan podcast. <laughs> I will not. You can talk all the smack you want about me on the internet. I don't care. 
Hairspray is where I draw the line. <laughs> that movie and that musical art is so good. Um, okay, after I punch my microphone in the face. <laughs> Sorry, microphone. <laughs> Are you ready to talk about this episode? Yes. We got a lot to talk about, as we always do. I always say that. I'm like, you know how Abby's like, the people at this competition know me. And she, but she says that all the time. Right. Every time I start an episode, I'm like, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah. So that's every episode, girl. What if you one day you were just like, to be honest, guys, I, I don't really kind of a snooze. <laughs> yeah. Um, this episode, this is episode 11 of season two. It is called Melissa Pleads the Fifth. So here we go. Previously on Dance Moms, we got Nia in the trio, like catastrophe where Holly assumed Nia wasn't going to get a trio. And then Abby like freaked out. Yeah. During that recap, Uh did you notice that Nia made the exact same face that she made in the first episode? Yes. You know, the one where it's like, surely no one's looking at me right yes (laughs) yeah like they're not they're not paying attention to me right now um page getting the warts and like that was the thing or getting the warts like uh frozen off or whatever um and then kindle and the harlem globetrotters (laughs) that whole thing together nothing intense um this episode starts after the coming up on we're in pittsburgh um the moms like walk in everybody's walking into the main room with all the mirrors and the um abby looks at the moms because there's three of them instead of four because holly's not there and she's like oh this mother's association is oh my gosh excuse me is dwindling down to a trio and melissa's like well holly's at work and abby goes of course (laughs) abby you're at work too yeah you know what I mean? Yes. She loves to slam yes. dunk on Holly for having a job. Yeah. Meanwhile, this is fully her job. So yeah. I don't really know what, I don't understand True. what you think the flex is. Like, and she's like, oh, I can't, you know, she resents her so much for being a girl boss. It's, it's like, that's embarrassing, Abby. Just step mm-hmm. up your game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just be better. I don't know. <laughs> Have you tried being better? <laughs> you tried not being the worst person ever? Because I think that would go really well for you, honestly. <laughs> um, then we get to the pyramid. Nia, we're starting at the bottom, of course. Nia, bottom of the pyramid. Um, Nia forgets her solo. She forgot her solo last week. They had to start over. They did start over, like the judge or the director of the competition let Nia go again, which was really nice. But, and I think Nia placed last week. Let me fact check myself on that really quick. Um, but I'm pretty sure she placed and Abby still put her on the bottom, which is very place, uh, very place. Sorry, reading my notes. Very strange. <laughs> um, oh, Nia got third last week. So even though she forgot and had to start over, she still got third, but she's on the bottom because of course she is. Um, Mackenzie, Abby says there's things to improve on. Done. <laughs> Mackenzie has a lot of good moments this episode. Oh my gosh. What are you thinking love- of specifically? I- <laughs> or just in general, I love Mackenzie. I'm thinking of specifically when I wrote it down. Oh, okay. It's when they're talking about the group piece mm-hmm. and Abby is like, and you know what we see at the end? Another homeless child. Oh. And it cuts, to, and it cuts yeah. to Mackenzie being like, hey guys, my name's Mackenzie. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She has a, a a bunch of moments in this episode that the camera just cuts to her. And she's like Jim Halpert staring yes. at the camera like, yes. are you kidding me? You see what they put me through? Yeah. Um, and then Brooke is the last person on the bottom. And Abby says, Brooke, I thought you did a great job. Then why is she on the bottom? I don't understand. Mm-mm. Um. Then we get to the middle. She snatches off the copy paper and she says that it's, it's Chloe. She says she thinks the trio was shaky. 
I guess that's Chloe's fault now. And then Paige, she says like, Paige, I'm really proud of you. You worked through the pain in your feet from the warts. You did it. You did so good. I'm so proud of you. And she says in the dressing room, you were still rehearsing all of this great stuff. How is she not on the top? Also, that's really concerning that Abby is like, you had an injury and you ignored medical advice and continued yeah. to injure yourself. Good you, job. You didn't listen to your body. And honestly, work. Because that's what I'm interested in. Like, very strange. Like, yeah. really weird compliment. Um, And then Maddie is on the top. And like, but she's on the top for like, better stage presence which like in abby's world i don't really understand how better stage presence outweighs not listening to your body because she loves it when kids don't listen to their bodies you know what i mean she <laughs> yes. loves when kids are just yes. like i'm in pain but i'm gonna keep going anyway yeah. she loves that so i don't yeah. understand and she says maddie i gave you a challenge to see if you could be up on the top three weeks in a row and you did it's like well because you did that <laughs> right. like what are you talking about yes. it's very weird to me but <laughs> didn't think about it that way she's like i gave you a challenge for me yeah exactly really strange but whatever um then abby says you all she like goes on this like kind of side tangent of like all of you here are really lucky you live in really big houses and you have all your needs taken care of but not every child um in the world is like that and some children are not as lucky and she says the group routine and she this, these are her words she says the group routine is about a homeless child. Now, there is a lot of discourse in specifically like progressive circles about the word homeless and about calling instead of saying the word homeless, that we should swap the word homeless for unhoused mm -hmm. because someone who doesn't live in a house or doesn't have access to a house does not necessarily not have a home mm -hmm. and that to mm -hmm. claim that someone is homeless also is really pejorative. Like mm -hmm. that's like a kind of a, that's, it's always derogatory, but to say that someone is unhoused is like more objective than something like that. So I'm going to use that. We yeah. should just, instead of saying home, uh, Abby says homeless, but she says it in a way that's like shamey and yes. weird and, she yes. never acknowledges all the systemic reasons that people are unhoused, like all this stuff. So we're not going to say homeless, we're going to say unhoused. Well, it's also, I think, interesting. This reminded me of something that we talked about in one of my art classes at college um, this past year is mm -hmm. there's a difference between like bringing light to like a social issue or someone's experience, like even in a like very good-hearted mm -hmm. way with good intentions sure um and then exploiting that yeah. like if you there's just one art piece that i'm thinking of it's called parasite by michael rakowitz and it's oh, it's not um, the movie <laughs> like, I know the oh movie. yeah <laughs> i'm gonna look it up okay and it is i um all the listeners look it up it's really really interesting and it basically is a tent that um Ooh. like hooks up to an air vent of a building and it inflates and provides heat for the person that's living in it Whoa. so it's an artwork but it's also useful in providing assistance to the group of people that mm -hmm. it is about and you have um, there's instructions on his yeah, website yeah. To, for like how to make one which yes. is cool um and so there's that versus like doing a painting of a homeless person and being like this is about homelessness right because you know? it's like what is that really that's, doing that's not doing anything for them and it's exploiting their life and circumstances yeah. in some ways yeah to benefit your 
You know Ooh, what I mean? I totally I'm, know what you mean. And, and, you know, that if someone did paint a person of a homeless or um, unhoused person, you know, they probably have good intentions. But anyways. Yeah. That, it, it, the lines get blurry, you yeah, know? Yeah. yeah. That just made me think of this. Yeah. I like that. And I like that the that is always the conversation is like, are you um i don't know like there's a lot of art that came out around the same time as the kind of the height of the black lives matter movement in the states of you know different murals that were installed in different places and whatever and it's like that's all great but at a certain point artwork is lip service and unless you're fixing a problem bringing the problem to light is great but that should stop and you should do something about the problem if you're able to do something about Mm -hmm. the problem so i hear you Uh, but yeah that's the theme of this because we can't just have a fun time anymore we're only doing spooky things so we're doing a number about unhoused children and i'm gonna keep burping oh my goodness um maddie's doing a solo don't know what it's about at this point she says dance your heart out and dance your butt off which if that's not crocheted on a pillow in melissa's house somewhere that's a lie it absolutely is (laughs) she's got that on a t-shirt you know what i mean she Um, cricketed that she did she got out she got out the sparkly acrylic vinyl or acrylic vinyl um cricket (laughs) vinyl (laughs) it's made out of acrylic and vinyl and yeah for sure like pasted that on a t-shirt absolutely um then we have a trio and the trio is chloe and maddie and then she leaves us in like the balance for a little bit and nia oh yeah Mm. nia when she says it's a uh, abby hypes it up and it's like it's a different trio. She goes, it's Chloe, Maddie, and and you, and Nia grabs Paige's hand because she knows it's going to be her. And Paige, you can tell, is excited for Nia. And Chloe holds on to Paige. Like, they're all kind of holding on to each other. And then when she says Nia, then they're all like, yeah! You know, they're yes. all like freaking out at that point. That was really so sweet. It was really sweet. Nia is pumped. Um, We cut to, or no, we're not in Chicago. We're talking about candy apples right now. We're going to Chicago to a group or to a competition called Company Dance. And the candy apples will be there. So we know they're going to be there. It's not a surprise. But it is a thing we are going to focus on a lot this episode. Because, of course. Right. (laughs) Um, Group rehearsal. The the idea of this number is that the group, like that there's one of the dancers is is an unhoused child. And the other people in the group help this child. That's what we're told right now. Mm-hmm. What is also then added to later on is that at the end, there is another unhoused child who appears because as Abby says, the problem's not fixed, which you're right. So it's like very yeah. much Regina George. So you think you're pretty. Yeah. So you acknowledge that the problem is systemic and that something needs to be done about it, but you're not going to do anything about it. Got it. Yeah. So, but anyway, we're told that at the moment and it cuts to Christy and she says like, I don't really have any complaints about this number. <laughs> it's like people are waiting for her to have an opinion. And she's like, no, I kind of like it. It's like a nice, like Abby says that the other girls um, are, you know, like helping out the main character. They like, uh, there's a sweater she has. It gets kind of symbolically passed around. Mm-hmm. They put a bow in her hair. Like they're kind of taking in this other child. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Christy likes it. And if Christy likes it, that's a high bar because Christy hates everything. So mm-hmm. love that. Um, Kelly and Christy are also by themselves. I don't know where Melissa is. Also, don't care. But they're talking to each other, and Kelly tells Christy, "Like, OMG, when we get to Chicago, we need to go out." And they're like already planning their like wine o'clock session and together. Yeah. And 
Kelly makes, or one of them, I don't remember who it was, one of them makes a joke about rehab that doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. She was like, what's that part of town called where it's like all the bars are lined up on one street? And Which then the, the word she's looking for, I think, is the strip. And then the other person is like, rehab? Ha ha ha. Like, I, I'm, glad that, I'm glad that you said that didn't make sense to you because I was not following. That I don't understand where the punchline of that joke is. Where's what is that place called where all the bars are all together? Rehab. Okay. Maybe maybe she was thinking like people that drink or something. I don't Maybe she I replaced bars with like I I don't know. Like drunk folks. Don't I don't know. know. That was super weird. And then but the uh, I think Christy says the pun the quote unquote punchline and Kelly thinks it's the funniest thing she's ever heard. <laughs> she's like, oh my god, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. So super strange. But there's that. Um, Holly just kind of walks in. She's late because she uh, has a job, the nerve. Um, and Melissa comes in with her. So I think Melissa went down to like wait for Holly to bring her up there, which is weird because where else would Holly go? Right. She's not gonna go into rehearsal. Right. Like she's like going Melissa. Up. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um but holly walks in and she's like what's going on melissa's really happy and she said something good happened and i'm suspicious mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, she's like there is happiness happening and i am this is seems sus to me and they are like okay holly we have news we have news whatever but they don't say it because which is i thought was really sweet mm-hmm. christy tells holly she's like oh look down at the at the um down into the room from like, cause they're up in the Lido deck at this point. Mm-hmm. Look down onto the floor. Nia is trying to get your attention through the window to tell you something. And Nia, she like sees Nia and Nia is looking at Holly and she points to herself and then she holds up three fingers. Precious. And Holly, it's so cute. so cute. And it takes Dr. Holly a minute to be like, what is she talking about? And then she's like, oh, did she get the trio? And all their moms are like, yay! Like they're so excited. Yeah. It is so sweet. It's like the last Ugh. happy moment of this episode. <laughs> Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> Although, side note, I understand that the unhoused child is technically the main character of this number, but I'm really glad that the unhoused child is not Nia. Mm. Because in, an, in, a, in a previous episode, um, this was an episode I think I had with, uh, this is an episode I had with Eli, um, where Nia was originally cast as a bully in the number. And Holly was like, I don't feel comfortable with this, with the with my child being the bully like it falls into racial stereotypes don't love it don't live laugh love it now uh abby did not cast nia as the unhoused child because she wanted maddie to be the unhoused child because maddie's the best but i think it would have been a really easy thing for abby's racist mind to be like oh well it would be nia because nia's black you know what i mean like i'm really glad because that would have been a nightmare for Holly and for Nia and honestly for Abby, because Dr. Holly was not going to, she would not take that, but shouts out to Abby for her, her um, preferential treatment one time. (laughs) And it's this time for making Maddie the unhoused child and not Nia. Um, Holly tells the moms at this point that she is taking a leave of absence for the next school year um, to kind of be around more, which I don't know. What were your thoughts about this? Holly says she's nervous, but is like ready for it. So, which is like kind of a nothing answer. What did you think about this? Well, when she first said that, I was thinking it was going to be like, so I can be here all the time. And because aren't they there from 
like, like sun up to sundown, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. they're there and all then the they're, time. They're always traveling. So I was thinking right. she was gonna be like, so I can be at dance all the time. And then mm-hmm. she was like, my boys are at home, and I want to spend yeah. more time with them Her and support kids. them. <sighs> so, I mean, this is reality tv so naturally sure. it's not really reality right so i don't know if that's the truth <laughs> <Yeah>. but i <laughs> i was i was pleasantly surprised that yeah you know she was like oh all my children yeah so that's refreshing because you don't hear about the other the siblings <laughs> of the dancers yeah unless it's mckenzie or brooke and Paige, right siblings where siblings who right. yeah totally um so yeah so she's she says for the next school year so i don't really know where this is timeline wise in terms of like when it was filmed i don't know mm-hmm. if, i guess this is during a school year because she was late because mm-hmm. she was at work right um but she says for the next school year she's gonna be taking a leave of absence so no one has to shame holly for girl bossing too much mm-hmm. which is great yeah she's like i'm taking leave of absence i just don't want to make you guys feel worse about yourselves <laughs> because i'm yeah. so awesome because i'm the best <laughs> yeah i don't want to i don't want to make I, you guys feel insecure i was just gonna take a break <laughs> for your sake yeah. <laughs> to make you feel better yeah <laughs> um kelly is like well i i don't work and i never get to see my other kids and holly's like oh okay yeah. like very much like well that's you girl i don't know what to that, tell you that is a really concerning flex <laughs> she was, yeah holly, <laughs> concerning holly was flex. like oh interesting okay. like backing away slowly like yeah wow. and, and then christy comes in with the slam dunk where she says well maybe if you gave up some of that afternoon drinking you would have more time <laughs> with your kids and oh. she and it uh kelly reaches for it and smacks christy on the arm i thought that was funny i thought that was like that one f- out of all the jokes that they make a, like out one another that one felt the most genuine mm-hmm. <laughs> she and was like, like two what? friends that were genuinely yes joking. yeah very much so then we cut to the candy apples we're in ohio um they also go to chicago the like group comes in to look at their pyramid that's not a pyramid it's just like pictures on a screen it's really weird mm-hmm. um and uh kathy says that their number the group number this week is going to be about a clown it's like a dark circus thing blah 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 whatever um and then she makes a clown comment about abby great then we come back to Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. There's like, I mean, really, truly, there's not a whole lot of like intention or focus on the candy apples are breathing in the same oxygen this week, but this like rivalry between her and Abby that's usually really overdone in other episodes mm-hmm. is just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. They're there. Yeah. We're gonna beat them. Whatever. Back to Pittsburgh. Um, we see Abby and her one of her instructors, Gianna, at the front desk talking about costumes abby makes a comment and she says in her words she says i'm glad that the homeless don't wear anything crazy which is bad don't love that uh because she's like it's gonna make my job easier to costume these kids blah 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 i'm like yikes um and then gianna is like yeah i've been working with nia and maddie and chloe on this trio and she's like it's not looking good girl like (laughs) they're not doing well she's like nia's not meshing with the others it doesn't look good. And Gianna says that they should pull it. She says yeah, that really I up. Thought it that like, was surprising. Right? That yeah. kind of gets brushed under the rug, but she's like, I think we should pull it. And then Abby's like, well, I can't pull it because Holly will be jumping down my throat, whatever. But like thinking about pulling a number is a serious like consideration. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's a big deal. Yeah. Excuse me. Sorry. And she's like, Abby's like, well, I'm not going to cut it. Like, okay, great. Awesome. Um, so they talk about pulling this number and then they transition to Abby's 
talking about like what's with these mothers bugging melissa all the time and i have in my notes like what a normal conversation this is between two people that obviously speak very often and it's not prompted by the producers in any sort of way yes a regular conversation she says what is the deal with these moms and melissa and shiana's like girl i don't know and uh abby's like well they better lay off because holly is not gonna take it boom commercial like <laughs> ladies at least a little bit of acting would have been appreciated that we'll we'll come back to this later but that makes me think of when taylor breaks her ankle and then that just like oh random child Lord. is like taylor looks really hurt and she's my roommate now i hope she or my roommate, my, roommate? <laughs> my teammate taylor looks really hurt right now she's my teammate and i hope she's okay yeah, I mean... Just staring no, blankly at the camera. No, no like, acting, no effort. The man with the camera is making me say this. Yeah. Please help me. Go, girl, give us nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it's really bad. Um, Then we go to a commercial. When we come back, Jill and Melissa are, like, getting lunch. Again! I have questions about the logistics! I... Okay. I have How? How are they... Okay, I'm gonna yep. ask Alexa... How long does it take to drive from Ohio to Pennsylvania? Five hours and 58, so six hours. Yeah, that just, is insane. Audrey just like. I lifted my mic from like a boom mic. <laughs> holding the mic stand up at like a 45 degree angle to get Miss Girl in the corner. Um. She said five hours and 58 minutes. That is a long time. Yeah. So is Jill, and if I'm getting this wrong, please somebody email me. Because I genuinely don't know. I, I'm assuming that Kendall lives in Pittsburgh. And I'm going to assume that because I know she lives in Pittsburgh, or she talks about going home to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So that's I'm guessing that since her mom still lives there now, or that she has a house there or whatever, that that is where most of her childhood like took place mm-hmm. but then she drives like six hours to go to candy it just doesn't make we talked about this when can uh candy kathy, kathy yeah. was like first introduced but i still don't get it and i really truly don't understand how someone that is 12 hours in the car yeah when are you sleeping you know what i mean like oh I, yeah i just absolutely i just can't do it i can't and i won't frankly it's just too much um but whatever they take a jet they you know send out they like go in one of those tube things under the ground who knows um they take the red eye to pittsburgh and or to ohio i guess um but jill and melissa are going out to lunch and melissa says in her talking head she's like i don't really care if the moms are like that we're friends i like jill and honestly honestly period yeah who cares if you're hanging out with somebody and you like them and people don't like that you like somebody they need to get a grip you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like whatever Mm -hmm. um jill's like well um she says, Kathy got Kendall a gig at, she says, dancing with the Glo- the Harlem Globetrotters, which implies that the Harlem Globetrotters also dance. Yeah, well, and she, and she said something about at a Harlem Globetrotters game. They yeah. don't play, do they? It's a I performance, don't, not, It's right? more performance it's art perform- than, bas- than sports, like than basketball, yeah. There's not a like another team that they're playing against. <laughs> no, I don't it's, think so. It's like comedy. I went to one, I went to a Harlem harlem globetrotter thing a while ago but it's it was very much more comedy performance than it was yeah. basketball game um, have you ever been to dollywood 
I haven't. Okay. I wish. I would need to go, but I have not. There's this one section that's like an arcade sort of, Mm -hmm. um, like open air. And there's one, there's like a basketball court Mm -hmm. and then like one of those basketball arcade games, like a Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, yeah. And they play the Harlem Globetrotters. You got it. You got it. it. Harlem Globetrotters theme over and over again. (sighs) It's just out. So like when you're walking around the park. Right. Just enjoying your Dolly Parton themed amusement park. It's like, really, and it's just over and over and over again. It never stops. So, I was thinking of that when she said that the just walking around Dollywood, the like sweating your butt off, shotgunning a funnel cake, and hearing that in the background, yeah. Yeah, I need to make my way down to Dollywood because I love yeah, Dolly Parton. And it's excellent. That feels like the experience I need to have before I die. Yeah. Jill says something to Melissa. She says something like, so how's the engagement? So Jill already knows about all this. Mm-hmm. And this engagement is going to be like a big point of the episode. But she like already knows about it somehow. And Melissa is like, it's going really well. The other moms are nosy. Okay. Cut the cameras. <laughs> We need to have a conversation because I felt gaslit by the end of this episode. <laughs> Melissa, that, that smack was the sound of my palm against my forehead. <laughs> Melissa seems to be telling Jill information about this, mm-hmm. about the engagement, about the divorce, about all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But she's not telling anybody else. Mm-hmm. Except for all of America and other countries who are streaming the show. <laughs> right. Right. So I I got kind of lost in the weeds throughout the course of the episode in terms of like, are we talking about it or are we not? It, and it will get more into it. But in this moment in time, she seems to be pretty confident or pretty comfortable. I mean, talking about it with Jill. Mm-hmm. So I get like, go off, I guess. I yeah. don't know. Um, other moms are nosy, but she's talking to Jill. and. Uh, Jill also says, I just hate that you're stuck in that. And then it cuts off. It's like, whatever. Oh, yeah. So the theory that I have, and I saw one other person on the internet say this, so I'm going to say the the theory on the internet, is that Melissa's divorce, or no, sorry, Melissa's engagement could affect her divorce. That she didn't want people, like uh, her ex-husband's team of attorneys, to know that she was already engaged mm. because he could tweak the filing, the, the, the proceedings of the divorce because of, you know, whatever. Because yeah. she already had money coming in or whatever. I don't know. That's interesting. But she, in, in this moment, seems to be talking about it. So right. I don't know if that holds any weight. But yeah. whatever. Jumma was a get lunch. It's whatever. Trio rehearsal. Moms are up top. And Holly and the other moms low-key are nervous because it's not going well, team. It really is not. Nia is just having a hard... Well, it's not that Nia can't keep up. That's part of it. But the main problem is that Chloe and Maddie have been doing trios together forever. Mm -hmm. So they... And you can speak to this as a dancer and as a teacher. But, like, the more you dance with one person, the better you get at dancing with that person. Am I wrong? No, I I think that's true from experience. Yeah. I'd say so. I'm definitely not a professional. <laughs> You're not an Abby Lee Miller. I'm right. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think so. Because especially in the studio, if you know that you're dancing with someone in a performance, you, this is a trick that I always did. You 
make eye contact in the mirror while you're dancing and with that, the other person with the other person oh. and that's how you get more in sync which really doesn't make sense because you're looking at their eyes and not their body but for some reason focusing on their eyes yeah you can see the rest of their movements and it's easier to sync up so anyways cool practicing like that and then it's more in sync when you get on stage right but so that's yeah. the concern is that yeah. maddie and chloe are really in tune with one another and they've been because they've been dancing together forever but nia hasn't and so like she's mm-hmm. not gonna do well mm-hmm. so it's just general concern then we cut to stock footage of pigs and then we cut to the candy apples which to me producer producing team at lifetime i have some notes i have some questions Mm -hmm. that is shady to show stock footage of pigs rolling around in the earth and then be like we're at candy apples like that i don't know that felt odd to me and kind of mean like are we supposed like the the production team at lifetime wants us to hate kathy mm-hmm. even though kathy is like the better teacher yes but they're like look at these pigs lol yeah. kathy teaches in a place near pigs uh, like i don't understand i yeah i was thinking about not not that specific moment but that idea is that i'm not sure if the producers want us to like abby or not i can't you know tell what I mean? yes i because do most of the footage of her is of her like yelling at the children being a terror and so on one hand you might think like oh they've harvested all of that footage and put it all together to like yeah. make you think that she is that way so you don't like her yeah but also that just might be how she is all the time so that's all i have Who to knows? work with totally so totally did you ever watch the office were you an office yes. person do you remember this is a really obscure reference but i hope it makes sense okay. it, to somebody i will act like i know what you're talking about oh, thank you so much um do you remember the episodes where Michael dates the woman who owns a bar and he's like the other woman? She's like already married. She has like brown hair oh, yes. and she comes in yeah. to buy <laughs> yes. papers yes. and he puts together a presentation. This is what the dance mom's like universe feels like to me with the producer subliminal messaging because Michael, Michael Scott like decides that he's going to use subliminal messaging to make that woman want to date him mm-hmm. because at this point, She's just, like, coming in as a client, but he has a crush on her. Yeah. And so he puts together all these pictures. He, like, puts together, like, the presentation. But then in between presentational slides, he'll put in really good-looking pictures of himself. (laughs) And he'll be like, oh, how did that get in there? Whatever. (laughs) And then at the end, it it says, like, thank you for coming. Like, you know, we look forward to representing whatever the name of her bar is. And then he clicks to the next slide really fast and then clicks off. The slide after just says big penis and then oh. it clicks off. <laughs> so it's like his, he wants to subliminally message her and it's like, what is happening? That's what this feels like. Like yeah. that they're showing us pictures of pigs and then pictures of yes. Kathy. Like they want us to associate those things together, but it's like, that is a lot. Like yep. pigs is a lot. That's a lot. So anyway, but we're there. We're at the candy apple center yeah. with pigs. This is just, it's so interesting. It's just regular rehearsal footage. Did you have any thoughts about this part? Because this was just seemed like a regular rehearsal. The the only thing that I, oh wait, are we talking about what the mom said too? At Candy Apples. Oh. Yeah, JK. right, exactly. So JK. it's just like, What okay. is Candy Apples? I already forgot, nothing <laughs> happened. <laughs> Kathy's Where not am screaming. I? Yeah, Who Kat- are you? <laughs> Kathy's not screaming. She's not like freaking out. She's just like, correct this, do this different. And then, like, that's it. 
and then it cuts back to Pittsburgh. It's yeah. like relatively, like comparatively, I mean, very boring, but like right. probably the healthier way to yeah. be a teacher. I noticed that when they finished dancing, she was like, great job, guys. Here are some notes. I was like, that is so refreshing. Dang. That is so sad that I noticed that yeah, as absolutely. compared to the Abby Lee Dance <sighs> Company rehearsals. Yeah. Where she's like, <gasps> yeah, she's freaking out constantly. Um, I think I have this in my notes at a different point, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. I think the fact that Abby's voice bounces off the walls <laughs> in her studio makes it worse for, I think that feeds her ego. Mm. Hearing her voice in surround sound yes. makes her think she's <laughs> more right. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Yes. Like, Yes. I don't, I'm like, if we could dampen the acoustics in this room and make it less live, I bet Abby would shut up. It's, it's sort of like, um, like, well, I'm rich, so God likes me and, and likes what I'm doing. So that's because I'm should, rich. I, right. I should keep doing what I'm doing. Abby's, <laughs> oh, Abby is like, I'm loud. I'm loud. And my voice is echoing. Obviously I'm saying And no things, one's stopping me. Uh, so I need to continue on the path that I'm set upon. <laughs> exactly. Set upon. That is it. So we'd come back from this like regular rehearsal and wait, before I move on. And again with the pick thing, because we have this very normal rehearsal, but then the producers are like trying to dunk on Kathy being like, what a pig. And it's like, I'm so confused. I don't get this. (laughs) Because sometimes it feels like they're being objective or trying to be. And then sometimes it's like, Abby Lee is the producer. Right. I am so confused. And again, feeling gaslit. Cause I'm like, no, Kathy's, Kathy's kind of annoying, but like she's the better teacher. Uh, if we're really just gonna look at the footage, she's not bullying her students. At right. least not on tape. Yeah, it's very. I just don't understand what the producers want us to think anymore. But what do you want from us? Yeah, exactly. Um, but we get back to Pittsburgh. Um, the moms are up in the Lido deck, and Christy notices that the ring on Melissa's hand is missing. The engagement ring. Mm-hmm. She goes, "Where's your ring?" And melissa is like i don't want to talk about it I, or she says i took it off and then the moms are like anymore. why did you take it off and they like are okay i i think they're doing a lot i think melissa yeah. overreacted but i also think the moms were kind of pestering her she told you at the at a different point in this episode she didn't want to talk about it and now you're asking her to talk about it so last episode it was weird because Melissa wasn't setting a firm enough boundary. So the moms were like, well, we just don't know what we are and are not allowed to talk about. Yeah. The boundary's clear now. Yeah. It's also, so clear she took the ring off. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, that reminds me of at one point, I think it's later in the scene, Holly is like, she's like, I don't understand because we're just friends. Like, you don't need to, you know, yeah, oh. have all these rules about what you can't talk about with friends. Right? And I was yes. like, are y'all friends? Because this doesn't seem this like doesn't it. seem like you're friends. This is a reality TV show where you guys like right. put your kids against each other and this you know what i mean yeah and this dance school is like i don't think you are friends maybe i'm yeah. misunderstanding no. but at least the producers want us to think that they are kind of rivals at least the moms are right so then i'm like i don't think you are friends also side note even if they were besties it's kind of weird to just be like why are you not wearing your ring are you having marital problems yeah that's a and you know also the idea of like we're friends there shouldn't be things that are off limits for us to talk about is so unhealthy (laughs) you know if you're really friends and your friend says stop talking about it you should stop talking about it you should respect the boundary Mm. but that and i don't know if maybe that's what holly meant i want to give her the benefit of the doubt because she's the smartest person in every room she's in but the way she says, like, well, if we're friends, we shouldn't have things that aren't that are off limits. Actually, you probably should. 
Yeah. If you're telling everybody, all of your friends, this like group of people that you are with constantly, if you're telling them about everything that's going on, that's a lot. That's just a lot to sign up for. I don't know. It was just, that is a very strange conversation, but the way this lays out, uh, like uh, in terms of like the timeline of, of this like um, explosion, Melissa says that she's choosing not to wear the ring anymore. Mm-hmm. We took it off. Um, Holly keeps asking questions that Melissa is not responding to. She asks a question about how does, she says, how does Greg feel about it? And then she says, do the kids care that you don't wear the ring anymore? Melissa gets up and she says, I'm done with this. And as she is leaving, she says, uh, we are not going this weekend. I'm taking my kids. We're not going this weekend. She goes down into the rehearsal space. She says, Abby, I'm sorry, but the moms are bothering me again. She says, kids, let's go. The music shifts into like the most intense, like FBI, NCIS music I've ever heard in my life. She's like, Maddie, let's go. Maddie's like, no, I'm staying. I want to go this weekend. I'm not leaving because you're mad. Melissa looks at Abby and says, Abby, tell her to come with me, which yikes, a red oh, flag. Yeah. Did you, um, did you notice that at some point in this, I think it's right when Melissa walked in and was like, we're leaving, you know, Maddie McKenzie, let's go. It cuts to Maddie and someone cusses but we don't yes. know who it is because it bleeps. But it, it the way they like cut it together, was, it looks like it was, it was Maddie. Maddie. She's just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. Um, and then Melissa gets on the phone. Or no, sorry. Melissa says, Maddie, you can go this weekend. And she looks at Abby. She says, Abby, she's with you. I'm not going. And Abby's like, yeah, that's fine. I'll take her. Um, and then she picks up the phone and she says, Greg, call your attorney. I'm going to come back to that because that is the only lighthouse in this whole episode that keeps me from getting lost at sea. She says, <laughs> she says, Greg, call your attorney. Mackenzie goes with Melissa. They leave. Maddie is like truly like being held mm-hmm. by Abby and Maddie is in tears, freaking out. The other moms are sitting there very confused. They have yep. no idea what's going on, why this is like spiraling out of control. Abby gets all the kids together and it starts yelling at them to tell their moms what they should and should not say to each other, which is just like, you know, a very healthy thing to do to a bunch of kids. Find the nearest child and yell at them. It's just like the best policy for everything. Mm -hmm. Holly and Chrissy are on the phone. We can like, did you see that? That was weird. For just a second. Okay. So it cut to Christy. Is that right? Chloe's mom is Christy. Christy. Yeah. Okay. And she's on the phone and right? she's like, stop yelling at my kid. And so I thought that she was like, had called Abby. Abby right. the, it was weird. The observation deck. Yeah. But then I noticed that Holly was also on the phone. I was like, who are you guys talking to? That was, but then they oh, stopped. So it, yeah. that was super weird. Don't know. Um, Holly, this is where Holly has the line about friends don't tiptoe around things, which is not true. Friends respect boundaries. Also friends, question mark. Also for, yeah, also friends. Um, the moms go home. And there's a lot of don't listen to this adult. Like, listen uh-huh. to me. Uh-huh. Like, Christy and Kelly both say, don't listen to Abby. She's wrong. We didn't do anything. We're leaving. Commercial. Yeah. That whole thing was based around Melissa not wanting to talk about her engagement. The, all yeah. of that could have been avoided if Holly or Christy or Kelly, mainly, not really Kelly, Christy or Holly, had taken Melissa's silence as an answer. Yeah. 
something I didn't think about until after we were done watching the episode. Mm-hmm. But then it makes this theory that I have oh, so smart. makes even more <laughs> <laughs> makes even more sense now that you mentioned that about she's still going through a divorce. Is uh-huh. I was thinking this whole time that she was just like, I don't want to talk about it. You guys are annoying. But I think that she didn't want them to talk about it on air. Right. right. Like in front of the cameras. Right. So I. Because then it's recorded. Because then it's right? recorded. And they yeah. know it's going on TV. Right. So I'm interested, you know, not understanding public policy or law at all. Sure. What Same. an attorney can do about that. Yeah. I'm sure it's something, Oops. I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly, I have no idea. I'm not an attorney, but. It is interesting that, and we'll get to it also later on, but this keeps coming up and they keep bugging her about it. And it it just never really gets resolved in a way that makes sense. And in situations where it's like, well, this is the way it has to be. We need to stop talking about it. Usually that's at the advice of an attorney. But she says in this moment, Greg, who's the name of her fiance, Greg, call your attorney. That happens. That is the lighthouse. Cut to commercial, come back. Two days out. Melissa, two days out from the competition. Melissa comes back, duh. And she says she comes back because she didn't want to disappoint her kids. And it cuts to Kelly and she goes, that's a crock of shit. (laughs) (laughs) She said, Melissa came back because she doesn't want Abby to be mad at her and punish her kids. Which is true. Um, But she's back. Um, Did we really think she was leaving though? I mean... I'm not going this weekend, my backside. Yes, you are, girl. Of course you are. Of course your kids are. You're not going to... Maddie is the center. She has a solo, a trio, and is the center of the group number. And yeah. you're going to take her out? Yeah. Your daughter no. is playing an unhoused child, and you're not going to show up for the uh, performance? To weep embarrassingly <laughs> loudly in the audience? Come on, girl. Get a grip. So strange. So strange. I had already forgotten about that whole concept until i cracked that hilarious <laughs> joke just now and it brought me back <laughs> well abby I, I they're like we're seeing them in the group again i think abby okay here we go go with me on this all right i'm with you i think that abby thinks that acknowledging that unhoused people exists is a liberal concept she thinks she's doing something with this mm-hmm. right she thinks she's going to change the world um which is a very good intention. Sure. Sort of. Albeit misguided. <laughs> yes. She's not like actively seeking to exploit unhoused people, maybe. Sure. Maybe. But I don't know. She she talks about this with very with a, just a lot of passion. Like she thinks she is doing something and she like kind of isn't. Yes. Um, I, I agree with that. This is when we get that Mackenzie is also gonna be an yeah. unhoused child. <laughs> yeah. She says and because then she says, Well, because the problem's not solved. And okay, also the the idea that unhoused people are a problem is like kind of stressful to me. The unhoused people are not the problem. It's the systems that put them in that place that are the problem. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. problem of unhoused people, like I don't think right. that's what you mean it to yes. think to say, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I'm with you. That was strange. Um unhoused people aren't a problem. It's the systems that put them in those positions that are the problem. For them. For like, Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, that's not, that's, if, you, if you're talking about wanting to fix things and make things better and bring awareness, you should bring awareness to the system, not the byproduct of the system, which would be the unhoused people in this specific case. Stupid. Um, anyway, 
this is where we get that. And she says that Mackenzie is also going to be an unhoused child. And sorry, now I have this like fear that my nose is bleeding all the time. Um, your job is let me know if my nose starts gushing okay. blood. Sounds good. Um, based on Mackenzie's face, did Mackenzie know she was going to be put <laughs> in the spot? I'm wondering if she was like, oh, you know, you're Mackenzie. You're also going to be unhoused at the end. And Mackenzie's like, what? Like, I, she doesn't know. Is it? Does she ever come out of that, like the backside of that box? I don't think so. I think she's just hanging out back uh, there until they spin it around. She leaps a couple times across at the end, but she's uh, not really in it. She's okay. kind of like Vivi is in the other groups where yeah. she's like not really in it till the end for yeah. some like plot point. Yeah. Um, okay, back upstairs, back at the Lido deck. Um, Melissa brings up that she went to lunch with Jill. I don't know why she does that. She's very bad at being shady and secretive because she just talks about it all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and Holly says that the like this huge episode, like this blow-up problem, and then everything settling back down is like normal and that they just won't talk about it ever again. Mm -hmm. She's like, that's normal. I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. Also, Christy's sweater in this moment is everything. I didn't notice it. It's that off-the-shoulder sweater, and it's, like, from, like, shoulder to almost, like, her elbow is, like, what would be the collar that it just looks rolled oh, down. It's very nice. Okay. She loves a good, like, shoulderless thing, yep. strapless thing for shoulders. Not shoulderless, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, Beautiful. I guess that is shoulderless. Right? Even though that's... It doesn't go that over your shoulders. I guess on a shirt, though, you're not, like... A shoulderless shoulders. top. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I also had another note that I forgot to say earlier. Christy? No. Kelly. <laughs> oh my God. It happens to me all the time. I usually just cut them out. <laughs> say it all the time. Kelly looks like... The way that she leans in and talks to people so close, it looks like her breath always smells like alcohol. <laughs> Like, she looks like the person whose breath mm. probably smells like mm. gin or something like that. Mm. It's just like, ugh, like, That's take funny. a step back from me, please. Um, Maddie Solo, it's like, fine, you know, you're doing great, love you, Mina, commercial, whatever. Okay, in Chicago, both groups are there, we, both, we know this. Mm -hmm. We're currently in Abbey, we kind of ping pong back and forth between Abbey Lee Dance Company's uh, Green Room and the Candy Apples. First, we're in the, the ALDC green room. Abby is a little nervous about Maddie versus Justice because she says, like, sometimes people just give the first place to the boy to reward them for being a male dancer and to encourage them because there's not that many of them. Mm -hmm. But Maddie is really, really good. And so I'm hoping that they will give the award to her over talent effort over him just for being a dude and existing. Right. And she's like, even if he is better, I also hope they give it to me. <laughs> right. I hope right. I give it to her for no reason. Right. I hope her existing is enough too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then we cut to the candy apples one. Justice is warming up. Kathy asks Jill, she says, Jill, it's good to be an app, a candy apple, isn't it? And Jill goes, ladies, an apple a day keeps, or she says a candy apple a day keeps the Abby away. And then she goes, right? And right? And the girls are like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, right guys, I'm funny. We're having a good time. We are all friends, right? <laughs> it's just like very unsettling. <laughs> so the, we see like, as we're cutting back and forth, the costumes, did you notice the costume difference between these two children? The Between Justice and, and Maddie? Yes. Yes, Girl. the classic boys dance costume 
black dance pants, uh-huh. black jazz shoes, uh-huh. some sort of solid color top. Yep. I was impressed that it was blue and not white. Yeah. Because I think I've it's only ever white. seen white. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was, I mean, Maddie, Maddie looks like a princess and yes. Justice looks like he just rolled out of bed. Yeah. You know, it's, there, it's not even period. close. I mean, live your life, but it's not close. Um, Maddie goes first. She's dancing. I, as this was happening, you and I were watching this just a few minutes ago and we were watching her dance. I was just sitting watching her and it occurred to me like, it's so wild how little time of this show is actual dance. Mm, Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is what this whole thing has been building up to. And it's like almost no time at all. She does great. Obviously she's like incredible, but it's like no time of this show is spent on actually dancing at all. Um, Abby calls Maddie brilliant, says she hopes she wins. Justice goes next. Melissa says that Justice is cuter than a button. Ugh. Yikes. Ugh. Um, In the church rotunda. Uh-huh. She said that uh-huh. while they were getting their coffee. Uh-huh. Ble- eating two donut holes, but no more because she's watching the weight. <laughs> oh, yikes. <laughs> Not that you and I have ever experienced any sort of toxic church environment, but he's, he is cuter than a button. And then she goes, yep. his technique was great. His legs were very straight. It was great. Uh, whatever, whatever. At the end of his number, he just stops and walks off. Yes. Maddie, yes. like, like leaves the stage very artistically uh-huh. and very intentionally. He is like in a pose, drops the pose, and like, like saunters off like it's yeah. nothing. Like, okay, yeah. I'm done. Like he's walking down the hallway at his house. You know yeah. what I mean? It's Please. very strange. <laughs> it was really funny. Just like, okay, I'm done. Goodbye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Um, is he like five years old i don't know just, they're in the same very, group he looks very young they're called the petites i know maddie's like 10 or 11 at this point okay or no maybe she's like she's probably like eight or nine at this point she, she's i don't think she's 10 because chloe's 10 and oh, they're okay. sometimes not in the same age category but gotcha. yeah he does look way He's younger really than maddie young. for sure yeah um in the green room again with aldc trio is rehearsing nia's behind did you i felt i don't know anything about the world of dance i was not a dancer at any point in my life really um but i mean even just this like really quick run through yeah it is not looking good team it's really not looking good yeah um they but then they go next why is it that the messaging of these numbers is always like the worst stereotypes of women because the number is like literally called whatever I want and they're like sassy and they're like materialistic mm-hmm. and they stomp a lot and oh. wear dresses. And it's just very weird. Like, why is it literally nothing other than this in a trio setting? Mm-hmm. I hate it. I hate it. it. Drives me nuts. Um, And then like Nia's pretty much off the whole time. Yeah. And Abby says that her favorite part was the end. Did you feel like the trio was bad as a dance teacher? I think the only thing bad or unsuccessful maybe about it would (laughs) would be um, that they weren't together. Yeah. But watching them individually, they are all, I actually wrote down like the solo trio group number, everything was amazing. Yeah. They're all amazing dancers. They, they weren't together, which is definitely. Maddie and Chloe were together. Yeah. Nia was, was not. Yeah. Um, Nia is a really, really amazing dancer, but that number was it wasn't together so and they weren't yeah yeah it, if nia had been 
it was almost like it was a ripple. Like Nia oh, was yeah. supposed to be one count behind the entire time. Ooh. Obviously she wasn't. Yikes. But she was doing everything so consistently and well. You know what I mean? Yeah, that it's like, oh, this is on purpose. Right. Yeah. Anyways. Okay, so the trio goes, it's not good. Um, we get to the so <laughs> it's just not <laughs> to summarize, it was awful. To summarize bad. Moving on. In a word, bad. <laughs> um, we get to the solo awards. Maddie gets first place. Justice, who knows? Who is that? We don't know. We don't know where he places nothing. Just like, okay, great. Maddie wins first, duh. Yeah. Um, the trio does not place. And you can see when the announcer is like giving out the war the awards, Chloe is like sitting and holding hands with somebody. And when they get to second and they don't say them, she lets go of the person's hand and shifts her weight like she's about to get up to go get. She's like, oh, because we got first. And then she kind of sits back down on her haunches and looks at her mom and it's like clapping for the other group. Like I did not notice that. It's pretty brutal. It's really sad. Um, And I think this is, I mean, we've talked about this before, but this is a great example of equity versus equality. Mm. Abby thinks that giving Nia what everybody else has, giving her equality and being like, well, she's in a trio with Maddie and Chloe. I don't know why she's messing up. It's like, well, because you give them more attention. It's not, right. that's not an equitable situation. That's an equal situation. Yeah. And she's yeah. at a disadvantage because of the equality. Yes. Whatever. But she, I mean, Abby's not ready for that conversation. Um, so then because there's so much time between the solo and duets or so, sorry, solo and trio and the group, mm-hmm. the moms go to get lunch. Christy, Holly and Kelly get to lunch first and immediately start talking trash about Melissa mm-hmm. And they they tell us that they have been served a cease and mm-hmm. desist by Greg's attorney to stop talking ab- uh, to stop talking to Melissa about the engagement, which is crazy. And she's like she's basically threatening to sue us if we don't shut up, which is I mean, which is a lot. Yeah. Um, Melissa. Th- so they're like talking about it together. Can't believe this happened. What are we going to do? This is so mean. You know, I'm so offended. My feelings are hurt. I thought we were friends. She talks about everything except this in front of us. Like, I don't understand. Melissa walks in and Holly like whips her cease and desist out of her bag. <laughs> and it's like, it's this and like yes. thwacks it onto the uh-huh. table. Um, and Melissa's like, oh, and of course the music comes back in again. Yeah. Um, and Melissa is like, oh, I, well, she says, I didn't send that. It's not even my attorney. It's Greg's. Who you call? Exactly. She thinks that we don't know that. But we, Mm. Holly and Kelly and Christy may not know. We, the audience, know that she she told Greg to call his attorney to do this. We know everything. Girl, the jig is up. The jig is up. Mm. Um, Whatever. We, the lunch is very weird. It cuts to commercial. We come back. Green, we're now we're in the green room getting ready to do the group dance. Abby flexes that all the judges know her personally, which at this point isn't a flex. You've been on TV for like a year. True. They know who you are because they have a cable t- a television subscription yes. probably. And so they, that's not anything. And if not for that, she's probably yelled at all of them. <laughs> do you know who I am? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. They know me personally because I harassed them in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, <laughs> i guess the name like the name of the group is yes. of like, the number is homeless uh-huh. because some like competition worker oh, pokes her head and she goes number 84 homeless 
<laughs> and they're like, okay, that's us. We have to go. Um, Candy Apples walk past them. They're both like walking to the, you know, like, walking to the auditorium at the same time, whatever. There's no altercation. They're just kind of like doing it. Kathy says that she thinks that the dark circus number is creative. Spooky clowns are not creative, Kathy. Right. Take that up with Stephen King. That's not creative. That is the tale oh as old as time as the creepy clown. Yeah. Like, get it yeah. together, girl. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Take that up with Stephen King. You know what I mean? Take yeah. it up with Pennywise. Like, yeah. come on, girly. Um, the So Abby's group goes first. They don't look together to me. The moms are like, they did so good. Abby's like, they're perfect, whatever. There yes. were moments where like, they, they would do leaps and they're like obviously supposed to make a certain pose and they didn't all hit that pose mm -hmm. at the same time. I'm like, this is not the cleanest thing I've ever seen, especially from this group. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know anything, whatever. At the end, so like Maddie is like wearing this ugly sweater and this like hat mm -hmm. and the other girls are helping her like not uh, it's very uh, weird. Yeah. It's strange. Yes. Mackenzie comes out at the end and then she is given the sweater <laughs> that McKin that Maddie was wearing. So is this a larger social commentary about so, how the upper now, class makes people unhoused? Yeah, and now <laughs> you're unhoused. Exactly. And then she like crawls in the box and is like, oh, I'm very scared. Whatever. The group is the group yeah. is whatever it is. For every unhoused person that becomes housed a housed person a housed person <laughs> yeah exactly it's a one-for-one one trade <laughs> yeah. all the time yes. yeah um then we see the clown number kathy notices that taylor one of her dancers is really behind and you uh yup oh. uh, you and i both had that exact reaction you watch taylor twist her ankle on stage no. you can see it and it's bad and she falls and she is rushed off the stage she is screaming in pain. I broke my ankle. It hurts. I can't move it. All this stuff. Kathy leans on. She goes, Taylor, what is wrong? You are awful. You were behind the whole time. And she's like, I broke my ankle. Like they're she's freaking like literally out. literally being carried by some and backstage exactly, worker. Exactly. And Kathy's like, girl, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> You're bad. And she's like, I can't feel my foot. And then she's like, calm down. You're fine. Stop overreacting. Calm down. <laughs> Oh my Calm God. down. It's yeah, it's crazy. And then we get what you were saying earlier that cut to Kendall and she goes, I she says, Taylor's my teammate now. I hope she's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like she yeah. read it off a script yes. and then they were like, Okay, say the line. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's like if that girl's name is Sally, it's like she's looking at the camera, she goes, Sally says, Taylor is my roommate. Uh, or, my roommate. Exactly. <laughs> my roommate, my teammate. Yeah. She's reading off the teleprompter. Kendall says, Taylor is, oh, me? I say that? Oh, okay. <laughs> Taylor's my teammate. I hope she's okay. Yeah. <laughs> she's okay. Pause. Tear. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, they bring out a full gurney for this girl <laughs> they they put her in they yep. tuck her in they strap her in yes. take her off in an ambulance so somebody called 911 because a little girl twisted her ankle at a dance competition they take her away they take her away kathy says that she broke her ankle i don't we don't know if she did or not i think that might be an overstatement but whatever junior awards um they started in first they went first I second third that. which is strange it's almost, it 
was almost like this whole competition exists for the show. Like they wanted yes. there to be a build up on if they were to gonna them place. not. So they yeah. stopped. They started it first because they started because third. If no it one would have been over yeah. because they got third. Yeah. Exactly. They started I think first. I could. Yeah, I think that our whole like United States of America. It's built around (laughs) this United States of Abby Lee Miller. Absolutely. I mean, really the Venn diagram of things that Abby Lee Miller has specific to her personality and the things that Donald Trump has specific to his personality. It's a circle. I am so (laughs) accidentally tapping my lips on the mic. It's okay. You can't hear it. You really can't tell. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I forgot to say this earlier, but I wrote it down in my notes. Did you notice that Abby Lee says huge instead of huge? No. They're, they're <gasps> in Chicago, and I don't know. The, the I don't know what she said, but, like, this dance hall is huge. <gasps> no. And I was like, no. <gasps> and then you just said that about the Venn diagram. The Venn diagram is a circle. They are the same. That headcanon, they're the same person. That is crazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> wow. So, wow. Abby Lee Dance Company for the Center for the Performing Arts gets third place. Womp womp. Very sad. But I don't know. Is it? Because Abby doesn't care. Because they get to the green room and she's like, woo! She's yeah. like, you guys <laughs> beat the Kenny Apples. They suck. <laughs> it's so weird. Says, there's something when she comes in. She's... <laughs> remember it's like hey 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 yeah hey, exactly hey, 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 hey. and like, they're like hi and she's like we beat up like she's so she doesn't yeah. care. she's like i could not be prouder of my girls they got third place and then she looks at them and she's like don't even worry about kathy we're up here and oh, she's down here she goes, she's a worm she's a worm like, oh like okay you Is, beat her already like dang right. also the she's a worm thing i was like are you her pastor? <laughs> is this some sort of <laughs> without the love of is Christ? This, is this a she's a worm? <laughs> oh my gosh, she is only but a worm. Abby has a baptistry in the dressing room. <laughs> her attitude does kind of match up with some of the more staunch Christians that we know. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like I don't know. That's so funny. <laughs> she's a worm. She's a worm. Unless she has the blood of Christ. <laughs> then she's god's chosen (laughs) um abby like leaves and everybody else stays in the room i guess to pack up there's a knock at the door it's kathy she has an engagement present for melissa melissa is like we can't talk about it no we don't talk about it then she's like thank you gets her stuff and leaves kathy just is holding on the box is huge and she doesn't take it from kathy no why can't you just take the present and not talk about it i you know not knowing anything about reality tv i imagine that the producers like in the hallway just gave kathy that box and were like melissa's engaged give this it, to her it's empty yeah it's <laughs> she empty. take it because it's empty and melissa's like we can't talk about it yeah we can't talk about it bye <laughs> take my little she's taking her hard shell suitcase and she's like thank you bye yeah. and just gone yeah. <laughs> and then that's it it's a very that's weird it. ending to the episode yeah. but that's it yep dang do you have any other thoughts that we didn't get to I don't think so you think we got through all of them i think we i think every single thought i've ever had we talked about in this <laughs> at episode. some point today um okay so it originally back a long 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 time ago this segment was supposed to be 
what song you think would make a good dance mom song uh-huh. it has since then evolved into like what are you listening to oh which is great oh, i love okay. i because it's like very hard to quantify what would make a good dance mom song yeah. so like that so that's kind of the new shape this is taking gotcha. which i love okay because uh, i love hearing what other people listen to oh, it yeah. it's great um so what music you listening to is it okay if i get serious ish for a moment totally okay um I was actually on vacation when the shooting in Uvalde, Texas Mm. happened. And like we were talking about this morning at church with some people, just like watching the notifications roll in Mm -hmm. was a really unique experience for this time of like having the news rolling in constantly. So accessible, yeah. Um, And that night my parents and I were in the car and we're listening to the radio and Peace Train by cat <gasps> stevens came on i love that song and oh i love I, that song yeah and it just i love that song already outside of the context yeah. of what i've been thinking about a lot about our world the states um, specifically yeah, yes, yeah yes yeah or just yeah trying to make a more like we talked about this morning this this is actually a plug for, <laughs> for, for the church we go to for the church we go to just turns into a commercial um, yeah <laughs> we go to a really liberal really really liberal progressive affirming church mm-hmm. and the thing we talked about today recording this on a sunday um the thing we talked about today was was the philosophical lens of gun control mm-hmm. and how do people of faith look at what's going on and how do we respond to it um have you listened have you heard the dolly parton version of that song no she does it with a group that is from Africa that I'm going. Oh no, wait, the group name I can get behind. It's the name of the song. I'm not going to be able to pronounce it's peace train. Okay. And then there is like, there are words that I are not in English that I'm not even going to try, but it's Dolly Parton with lady Smith, black Mombazo. Okay. So I'm going to fast forward a little bit. I love this song. Yes, me too. I yeah. Ugh. The Cat Stevens version is very good mm-hmm. also. Yeah. So anyways, that's yeah. on a heavy note, but also a, a hopeful note. Um because like he says in the song, you know, totally something good will come and it's our hands in yep. our hands to make that happen. Totally. So, on a I hopeful note, but with a, a call to yeah. action. My song is also kind of intense. Um or not intense. It's like it's more serious. But um my friends are obsessed with a group called burr talker <laughs> they have a song called right on time that has really been like sticking to my brain mm. because it's about like like the message of the song is that you couldn't ever not be on time for your life mm. like you are where you're supposed to be and you're right on time and it's great and i love it My friends are getting lit in their car yeah. right now. I can yeah. feel it. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. I love it. It's oh. called Right on Time by the group Bird Talker. It's great. And I've been listening to it like every day, especially in this like job search thing, listening to it constantly. Yep. And I'm like, you know what? Zach really said that. He and did. I'm gonna t- and he said it to me. He said it to you. <laughs> me specifically. Yeah, he wrote that for you. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, he was like, Dear Amanda. <laughs> I'm writing this for you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dang. Well, thanks for doing this again. Yeah. OMG. As a as an almost insufferable person, I love you and I love my guests and you guys are the very best. Oh, I'm glad that you did well, this. We love you. OMG, speaking thanks. for all your guests who I I don't know all of them personally. <laughs> all my friends. <laughs> but um, speaking for everyone that you know, we love you. <laughs> and- <laughs> I love that. Thank you. <laughs> um, listeners, you can... Um, Follow me on all the social media that's going to be in the end bumper. I'm getting back on the Instagram game. Um, so follow me on Instagram specifically. Send me a voicemail. Send me an email. Leave me a review. If I said something dumb or if I said something wrong, please let me know so I can do better and fix it and, you know, be a better host and everything. Um, yeah, I guess that's all I've got, huh? Any parting thoughts, Audrey? Um, see you next time, I guess. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Pyramid. You can find us on Instagram at The Pyramid Pod and on Twitter at The Pyramid Pod underscore. Send your thoughts and opinions about Dance Moms as a voicemail to anchor.fm slash pyramid pod or in an email to thepyramidpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.